Uh, thank you very much. Uh, good evening, uh, friends. Let's pray. Father, we thank you because it's in the season of divine intelligence that you have called us to experience. A season of a knowing that is supernatural knowing that things will not escape through our hands. And so I ask that you will rain new oil upon us, that our lives will not remain the same. Lord, be it at work, be it in business, be it at home. Lord, you're going to break a realm where new oil will have to flow over our lives. That, Lord, our tongues will be filled with the divine intelligence. That, Lord, we will get a knowing that is supernatural. We thank you for this evening. And I ask that you, 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 you will speak to me. The Lord, as I speak to your children, I'll be a vessel that is bringing the freshness, that water that comes, that rhema word that makes us to stand. Lord, despite all the difficulties that are in there to do with direction, people don't know what to do. This season, Lord, let it launch us into that realm of knowing, the realm of knowledge. Lord, we pray that it will break in Osses Cathedral. There will be a breakthrough in every member that seeks to know. Lord, we pray that this season you will clarify quite a number of things that have become a mystery when people don't know what to do. Father, let your the knowledge, that knowledge that is from above, reveal mysteries. And that, Lord, by this we shall know that you are a God that answers. When we call upon you, Lord, you answer. Before we call, you answer. Even yet, while we are still uh, calling, you answer. So, Lord, help me that your children will understand that which you are saying this evening. In the name of Jesus, we come against every propaganda of Satan and his maneuvers and every plan and all the things that hover in the airwaves. In the name of Jesus, we ask that, Lord, you will give us a word that none of us will go out empty. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I want to begin by saying, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing the topic that is entitled, um, you know, I think she mentioned it, the issue of the voice of God, a revealing voice. Revelation, a revealing voice. The voice of God, a revealing voice. And Samuel is a prophet. Remember that he comes in a period where the Bible says the word of God was very rare. The Bible says there was no widespread revelation. If you can check your, your Bible, you will see it. And um, especially when you get to uh, that particular uh, instance where he was caught, you know, I think it's same first Samuel chapter three, you know, okay, chapter, uh, yeah, from chapter two, you can read, uh, you know, the, 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 the story of Samuel when Eli was old and then Samuel had to come in that particular season and there was no widespread revelation, you know, that's first Samuel chapter three, verse one, the word of God was rare. In other words, you know, there was no direction, divine direction. It was not there. People had to guess what to do. Visions were not there. The gifts of the Spirit, because the gifts of the Spirit, they were also there in the Old Testament. In case you didn't know, I'm now telling you. The gifts of the Spirit were there. 
apart from tongues and interpretations, all the gifts of the Spirit were there in the Old Testament. If you check healing, all these gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, they were there. But now, in this particular season, the, 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 there was nothing that was happening. Can you imagine? So, people have to depend on their own human direction. So, Samuel comes into that particular context. And the Bible says that uh, he now, in verse 1, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, the Lord said to Samuel, because the previous chapter was a chapter when a king that had been chosen by human wisdom, you can see, people did not have the direction, so they chose the king so with human direction. The king brought problems, you know the story, so, and the Bible says at the end of that chapter 15 that the Lord was sorry that he had made his soul king over Israel. So the next chapter, which is chapter 16, the Bible begins by saying, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out, I will send you to Jesse. Do you know that there are people who keep knocking at the door that has been closed? Yeah. They are there. There are Christians that keep knocking at the door that has been closed a long time ago. And even when God steps out to bring them to speak to them, it's so difficult because they can't hear the voice of God. And so Samuel was at that point, you know, he was grieving. He was probably, you know, blaming God. What am I going to do? God had already moved ahead of him. God always has solutions. One of the things you need to know is that the person we are worshiping does not run out of solutions. He doesn't. He's the solution himself. So now someone said, but how can I go? If so, he hears of it. He's worried about a person instead of following the direction. But anyway, Later on, God managed to bring him from that place of lamentation, and he now begin to move. Uh, to, you know, uh, he now begin to move um, uh, towards the place of following uh, the the voice of God. Praise the Lord! So there are people who are knocking, and that door which has been closed many times. When you keep knocking upon that door you will never get to hear the voice of God because God is always behind. Yes, God is always behind to guide you, to call you back to him. And that's why the Bible says that you shall hear a voice behind you yeah, saying this is the way now walk in it. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand this, that when we talk about the voice of God, uh, a revealing voice, he is behind he, he wants to direct. And because the, our knocking, at that point, you cannot hear because you are interested in, 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 in knocking a door that has been closed. But now, um, um, uh, let, let me begin to say this at this point. Of course, you know that Jesus said that in John chapter 10, verse 4 to 5, that my sheep know my voice and a stranger, they will not follow. God is interested in, 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 in affairs of man. He's interested. 
And that's why we need to have a daily communion with him, daily encounter. And I want to remind us here, well, you know, each one of us that are interested to see, you know, uh, things happening in, this, in these days, you are interested to see revival. You should not pray less than an hour. You should begin the first one hour, pray in the spirit, you know, connect first of all, and then you get to now understand the next one hour or whatever hour, 30, 30 minutes, whatever you can do. Now speak to God, hear what he wants to do. All right, because it's in that place of prayer that you have an encounter. But let me continue this. So Samuel had to leave. And he had to go to a place where God has had told him. When you notice most of the scriptures in this series, the Bible emphasizes something. And the thing that is very, very common in divine direction, if you read out the scripture, is that God does not reveal everything to the person. Let me say that again. In all the scriptures that you read about divine direction, hearing the voice of God, and, and you know, God revealing mysteries, he does not reveal every, not all the information is given to you at the point when God has appeared. Because sometimes when God gives you all the information, you will misuse the information. Because divine intelligence, it is not you that to get the credit, it is God that should get the credit. And so just as it is in other texts, the Bible says in verse, in verse 3, invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. He didn't say, okay, now this is how we are going to do it. There will be nobody uh, on the line. You will finish all his sons until there is one. Then that's the one. Do you know what Samuel could have done, which is what most Christians do? They would have gone immediately to the bush, look what to go and look for David. Because we want to show that we are in charge. We don't want to make mistakes. So there is a part that is left for God. Are we together? You, if you are writing, you need to write this. There is an aspect that is left for God, and that part is meant to humble us as far as connecting and hearing the voice of God is concerned. That part God will always reserve. If you check Abraham, when he was sending him to the land, the Bible said, he told Abraham to say, go and I will, I will show you to the land that I will show you. All the scriptures, God has to have that part. You know, the land that I will show you. God wants to create faith. Do you still trust him? Do you still abide in his presence? That's very, very key. You know, it's very important that we understand this. Very, very critical. Praise the Lord. So, um, uh, let, me, let me say this. God is in charge of all this. And everyone can hear the voice of God. Every person is able to hear the voice of God. It's possible. Let nobody deceive you. It is possible for you to hear the voice of God if you are the sheep. If you are the sheep, it's very, very possible for you to hear the voice of God. I hope you are still hearing me. It's very possible. In fact, it is abnormal for a Christian not to hear the voice of God. 
because God is the shepherd that will eventually blow the last trumpet. So, how will you now hear that one? Hmm? In Hebrews, um, um, okay, so let me first reveal this. So, God, it's impossible that I, I have not heard the, because it's very abnormal. We should be hearing what God wants to, to say to us. We should be hearing. We should be able to tap into that. Sometimes your brain might have to be switched off if you are to hear the voice of God. You have to, there are certain things that have to be turned off. And if those things remain, nothing will happen. So, listen to me. So Samuel had to go. When he arrived at the scene, you know what happened. He began to categorize it according to the flesh. One of the hindrances of hearing the voice of God is the flesh. The flesh. The flesh is a big hindrance. With the flesh, it is very hard to catch revelation. Because the, the flesh promotes slumber. That's why when Jesus came out, each time he comes out when he's praying for himself at Golgotha, uh, he comes out, he finds them slumbering, he finds them sleeping. That's the influence of the flesh. Hmm? The problem is not that God is not speaking, but the problem is that we have some kind of spiritual dullness. We are dull of hearing. We are not hearing. If you are hearing God occasionally, once in two years, once in two weeks, it's not that God is not talking all along. No, the thing is that you are not hearing. That's it. Because God is a great communicator. Of course, you know Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. The Bible says that, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hears my voice and then opens the door, I will come in and sup with him. So you see that. He's a great communicator. He knocks. He's at that point. You know, there is a lot of spiritual deafness because of the flesh. Praise the Lord. And being a sheep Christian is what makes us to listen to the Lord. Once you are a good Christian, you cannot hear the voice of revelation. That's why you see that a lot of people have fought the area of revelation, the gifts of the spirit, because they cannot just put the bits and pieces together that it's possible to hear the voice of God. They will say a lot of things against it. So the Bible says in verse 4, Samuel did what the Lord commanded him. One of the steps we should know in tapping into the voice of God and being able to tap into the realm of revelation is obedience everywhere in the Bible is obedience. Obedience is what takes the first step into that realm. Obedience is the same thing that happens when you have gotten yeah, the, one of the gifts of the spirit, which is word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is going to be beneficial, profitable to the people that you are ministering because you simply have obeyed. So that's how word of knowledge is increased upon you. When you obey, you now begin to flow into it. 
that prompting you get, hmm, that particular registration you get in your spirit man when you obey. Because you can hear and not obey. For example, if you get to some of the contexts where there's a lot of unbelief, people are so discouraged, they are, they are good religious people, the Holy Spirit begins to move, you get a prompting, and then you don't, you don't talk about it. The Holy Spirit comes back again. You don't talk about it. One thing of the Holy Spirit is that he keeps coming. He keeps coming. He keeps coming. And he doesn't force himself, but he keeps coming. That prompting will keep coming. You know? And, of course, the spirit of the pro prophecy is, is a, you know, is subject to the prophet. And, and when you ignore it, you find that, you know, you have not been able to help those particular people. So this is the situation. God's voice, the voice of God that we're talking about. And, and, and listen to me, maybe I should mention this. The voice of God is made clear and with all kinds of confirmations when you take that step of obedience to say, having heard, when God speaks once, make sure that you hear twice. Let me say that again. Whenever God speaks twice, make sure you have heard. When he speaks once, make sure you have heard twice. In Psalm, there's a scripture there. Psalm 62, verse 11. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. There must be a resounding gong. You know, like an echo. When God speaks, you must hear it. You must get it. And Samuel was in that particular situation. And when he took that step, God now began to move with him. Don't expect to flow in the gifts of the Spirit unless you are ready to obey. Unless you are ready to obey, don't expect to flow in the, in the, in the gifts of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. So when they came, he looked, the Bible says in verse 6, he looked on Eliab and thought. If you go back to the first to 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 second kings chapter 5 naaman you know had gone for healing and when he got to the place elisha told him and said you know what go and wash yourself seven times and uh in the jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored do you know what verse 11 says of Second Kings, chapter five, the Bible says, "But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought yeah, that for me he would surely come out. I thought that thinking. That's why you cannot get things that are of the spirit when you front your thoughts. This issue of thinking." This issue of formulating doesn't work with God. It doesn't work at all. And so the Bible says, you know, back to First Samuel chapter 16, the, the, you know, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. Uh -uh. The Lord said to him, no, don't look at his appearance because I've rejected. The Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward, but the Lord looks on the heart. God has already gone ahead of him. The only thing he's demanding from him is obedience. That's the stepping stone. 
Of course, the drama takes us into finally when they landed on Jesse. Jesse, I mean, they landed on, on David, sorry. David now was the one that was anointed. And the Bible says that when they anointed, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. That's the anointing. And from that day forward, all right? So the anointing has, has, has located David and Samuel has done his job. And the voice of God does not direct us to a person or to someone else for nothing. No. Later on, you hear the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord, interestingly, came upon him. So this issue of the voice of the Lord, which is a revealing voice, is so direct. It will fish out certain things that have been buried somewhere. You know, nobody knew David as to become king at that time. He's just a small boy in the bush following sheep. As a small boy somewhere, doesn't know what to do. Nobody knew. But the moment word of knowledge came to this man somewhere, it located that man. I prophesy for somebody here that wherever you have been buried, be it ministry, be it job, everywhere where you have been buried and hidden, the Lord will locate you and bring you up in the name of Jesus. That's why we are running this series. That's why we need to know that God has an agenda in this season that he has given us. So God is going to deal with his spiritual deafness. God is going to deal with all the communication systems that have been blocking his voice to be heard to his ministers, prophets, a voice of direction. God is going to deal with them in the name of Jesus. And we just need to position in the right place. We should not be knocking on doors that were locked a long time ago. We should not be doing that. We shouldn't be knocking on a door that was locked in 2019. No, my friend. Close, close that chapter and move on. Close the chapter and move on. The revering voice of the Lord. What is God saying to you? God can communicate to a sheep Christian will communicate to sheep Christians. If you're a God Christian, oh my God, the only time you listen to God is when he bashes your head against the wall and allows a serious problem to come on your way. Let me say it again. Sometimes what God does to God Christians, you know, there are only two categories, sheep and God. And Jesus said, my sheep shall you know, hear my voice. Hmm? So there are some Christians that will first of all wait for God to bash them against the wall or a serious problem will come on their way. Otherwise, they will remain on that door, knocking, knocking, knocking. They will lament at that door. God now has to take them to a certain place where they will understand. God cannot, you know, God will communicate to you if you are a sheep Christian. You are obedient. And that's what I mean there. All right. So I've already told you the fact that you're not hearing from God does not mean he's not speaking. You, you may be missing what he's saying, you know, because God is not under obligation to speak to rebellious children. No. Samuel 
all the people he spoke to, they were obedient. They avoided the other broadcasting station, the three voices that are always speaking, the voice of man, the voice of, you know, their own personality, and the voice of the devil, and to confuse and derail them from the path of the Lord. So from today, we need to understand this. We need to recognize the voice of God giving us direction and, and giving us what to say. If you are a preacher, you, can, you must not go to the pulpit when you have now planned everything and, uh, you know, you want this how you are going to navigate. You know, you are limiting God. Yeah. A preacher needs to go to the pulpit expecting Rema word, fresh word. When you stand there at that point, God now begins to show you. You should go there with a skeleton, certain expectations. You should not just go with your own words. You should go with expectations. You are expecting God to say something about the people because they are not your people. You know, you are expecting God to say something about their situations. You are expecting, you know, I, I went for, in the last week, I, I, I went to minister at a, at a retreat where, you know, some men had gathered and, um, and I was doing, uh, you know, a session on the cross. And uh, the Lord said, at the end, just begin to pray. And the spirit of the Lord fell in that place. And, you know, to see men that has, have been subdued by the Holy Spirit is not just, it's not a joke. Because usually, you know, men take long to conceive the things of the Spirit in that atmosphere. You know, they'll be looking at women. They'll be looking at women. Most men, my experience has, has been that, you know, that, that yielding is much less than in ladies. So I was in that meeting. And I spoke and I began to pray. And, you know, I was tired, but the Holy Spirit doesn't get tired. It's the body. It's my body now that gets tired. If you go to the pulpit while expecting that revealing voice of God, you will choose your David there. And so Samuel now went with expectation. Samuel went with expectation. Look at that verse again. You know, verse, um, 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 verse, verse, verse 4. Samuel did what the Lord had commanded him and he came to Bethlehem. You see that? The elders of the city came to meet him, trembling, and said, do you come peaceably? He said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And he sanctified Jesus and his sons and invited them to the side. That's the expectation. He was expecting that the voice that God had given him, that word, the Rema word, is going to come expectation you have to expect that god will speak if you're a worship leader don't just go to the to the to the worship in the session without expecting you know and there are some people who move like that you just go there because you have a song to sing does not mean that you are going to worship god always go with an expectation and that's what makes a difference between a sheep christian and the god christian there's a very big difference between the two. The other one hears the voice and acts upon it. The other one gets distracted. Gets distracted. If you have seen a goat, what it does? A goat can enter into a road, reaches in the middle. As the car is coming, 
it will make another decision to go back. And at the point of going back, it's now hit by the car. Sheep Christians is what God is interested. God is now grooming prophets that are going not to grieve over a, a, a particular issue. They are not going to grieve in that place. God says, for how long will you grieve over so? I have rejected him. In other words, I have so many people. You know, After all, this man, you chose him based on your own understanding. I will show you what you shall do. You can see that he doesn't have to roll out the whole plan, which is what some of us are expecting. You know, you want to see God, how he will do it. And then when you are in that place, how he's going. No, just go to the place. Anything you speak at that point, as long as the spirit of God is in the place, declare things. And as you are declaring, you are believing God, you know, for mighty healings. You are believing God for deliverance. You are believing God for, for God to open up a space that you cannot, if you are using mere words. This is the generation God is going to bring. He's already bringing, my friend. If you are not part of it, you are not going to see anything that God is doing. Because that revealing voice is what will guide the end time church to deliver. I don't think you heard what I said. It is that revealing voice is, is what is going to raise the Davidic company. Is the revealing voice that is going to put a platform to deal with Goliath. Because Goliath is so used to see Israel running away. Goliath is so used to see the camp of the, of, of the children of God running away. They are not able to manifest as sons. Why? Because they come in the flesh. But the next time David is going to rise up, the Davidic company will put to an end the Goliath spirit. It's going to destroy and cut off that head. But you see, David is not chosen in the context where the flesh is operating. No. David has got to be chosen in the context where the revealing word will locate him from nowhere. And he will bring him into that seat. He's going to fight the Philistine. He's going to cut off. God has already moved ahead. That's why his plans, you don't have to, to, be, to, to be knowing this is what is going to do happen now. This is what is going to... Some of you worry too much, and that's why you miss what God wants to say. You should be able to sleep. You, know? you should be able to sleep over matters. The moment you give the enemy that chance, you will see that things will not work. Let me be concluding here. So that's what God is doing in the end times. He wants to raise that person that has come out because of Rema word. An appointment which many will have a problem with. They will say, where did this guy come from? They will say, uh, uh, but we have our own armory. We put on this. And when you try to put armory, flesh armory, worldly armory, on a guy that has been called with a revering voice, you put it on him, it will not work. So when David went to war in chapter 17, they said, ah, give him this. David said, I have not used this before. I'm laying them aside. He went with Rema. He understands something that they don't understand. The person that was chosen by Rema goes with Rema. Rema word. The person that was chosen by revelation goes with the revelation. That's how it works. The person that was chosen in the flesh, so he, everywhere where he went, he went with the disobedience 
all kinds of things he went with. He, that's what you carry. You know, you carry those things to the battlefront. You carry disobedience. You carry, you know, because Samuel asked, he said, look, what is this? And what you have done? And he so said, you know, we have, uh, we have gotten things to sacrifice to the Lord. This is what brought the man down. And then Samuel said, you have done foolishly. Yeah? Okay, two accounts actually made mistakes. The point is the person that is chosen out of Rema goes with Rema. Out of revelation goes with revelation. The person that is chosen out of you know, the flesh goes with confusion, goes with frustration, goes and he pours that thing on people. That's why, you know, and I think tonight is for worship leaders. You must not just choose anyone to lead, to lead worship. No. Because if the person is operating in the flesh, that's what he pours. If the person is operating, that's what you are not always anointed. You need to know when you are not anointed, when you are anointed. You need to know. So that you can come to a place of saying, Lord, there are things that need to first of all get out of my life. I will not just go and read the service because, uh, because Malawians have come. So they have to see me. I am there on and I'm leading the service. You see now, I'm just using it as an example. You see? So I should now be the one to lead the service. No, sir. You need to sit down and listen. What is it that God is saying? That's what, that's what God, the God is raising that company that is hidden elsewhere. When they come, my friend, they will deal with problems that have stopped you for a long time. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord, you know, fell mightily upon David from that day forward. And finally, how do we know that this spirit of the Lord was still in operation? Well, you see, it's Second Samuel chapter 24. Second Samuel chapter 24, you know, David made it very, very clear, you know. Um, actually, actually, chapter 23, Second Samuel chapter 23, you know, verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His word is upon my tongue. By the time he's dying, the guy is anointed. He has made mistakes, yes. But the difference that he has gone to the Lord for repentance. Listen, the point is, if you came with revelation, you carry revelation. My prayer is that you will cry to God for the many things that have confused you and his voice will guide you. Father, I thank you for this evening. I give you praise. I ask that in the name of Jesus, you will strengthen each one of these, your children. None of this will go wrong in any matter. None of these will go astray. Turn them into becoming a sheep Christians. Sheep Christians will obey the voice. Let none of these become God Christians. And so, Father, we pray that this will be a season of raising a divinity company that will also hear the voice of the Lord in order to, to lead. Let that voice come upon somebody tonight. Let that voice open up a realm. Lord, Lord, Will you, oh God, move all these, your children that have been knocking on the door? Bible says that Samuel was knocking, he was grieving for soul. Father, we pray that if a door is not meant for anyone here, it will be closed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Hillary, for the Rema word. Um, friends, I hope you have been as encouraged as I have been.
we will <clears throat> just respond in prayer and then I will hand back to Reverend to give us the blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that comes to train, to correct, to rebuke. Your word that is seasonal, Lord, that, that does not go out of seasonal, God. We thank you that you give us these opportunities to be refreshed. And so, Lord, this evening we receive uh, your word. We pray that it will uh, grow and produce fruit in our hearts a hundredfold. And Lord, we thank you for Reverend Hillary. We want to pray a blessing over him. We pray that you will replenish him, that you'll continue to grow him deeper in intimacy with you, continue to reveal yourself to him. Uh, we pray that you will protect him and his family. We cover him with the blood of Jesus. We decree that there will be no retaliation um, upon him and everything that concerns him. We cover him with the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you continue to open our eyes to the truths in your word. Uh, friends, we've heard that uh, the first step to hearing God's voice is obedience. So I would like us to repent for operating in the flesh and being disobedient. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you, you are merciful, God. And this evening we come to the mercy seat. Asking, Lord, that you'd remember mercy upon us, O oh God. For every time, Lord, that you have spoken to us and we have failed to hear, or we have heard and um, failed to obey, Lord, we want to repent. We repent of all manner of sin, O oh God, sin of omission, sin of commission. Lord, we ask that the blood that you shed for us will redeem us. We redeem us. Um, and Lord, we pray that even as we've heard that you the situations that you take us through are to create faith in us and your word tells us that faith comes by hearing your word and so lord i pray this evening that you will help us to be rooted in your word that will be the sheep christians that we have been uh, learning about this evening that we, we shall hear your voice oh god lord i pray that we will make the time to to, to study your word to to be in your word oh lord and to hear you speak to us through your word, O oh God. So, Lord, we just want to pray that you will guide our time, O oh God, and help us to, to take time to seek you, O oh God. And we thank you because you have all the solutions, O oh God. So we bring all our situations to you for everyone on this call and everything that they represent. For this evening, I pray that you'll provide a solution for those that have been asking for particular things that you will meet them at their different points of need and thank you because you don't roll out your whole plan at once oh god i pray that you will teach us to be patient that you will teach us to trust in you wholeheartedly oh lord that we will not lean on our own understanding but we will trust your god and trust that you know what you're doing with us oh god and so lord we want to thank you Thank you for this time and thank you for the new week. Lord, we ask that you go out ahead of us. Lord, that you will bless and establish the work of our hands, O oh God. And Lord, that we will remember to stop and ask what you would do in each and every circumstance that you bring us to. That we will hear you, O oh God. I pray that you will increase our sensitivity to your Holy Spirit. That we will hear that still small voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. 
And so, Lord, we thank you. We commit everything to you. We pray that you will um, bless everyone on this call, bless our families, and protect us until we are able to meet again and to hear from each other again. We thank you for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.